0: Hello, good morning, and welcome to Sunshine and Coffee, a monthly podcast with delicious coffee, good conversations, and inspiring stories. I'm Rebecca, and I'm the one behind the mic. So in this episode, it's just going to be an introduction episode. I'm going to be telling you who I am, why I want to do this podcast, where I'm from, educational background, because I feel like some of my ideas... And reasoning is because of that. So I feel like that is a pretty big part of who I am. As for my schooling, I did go to college. I went for five years. I studied being a child and youth worker, working with students with behaviors, and then took a year off. A bunch of things happened that changed me and shaped me. I went back for educational assistant, which is a two-year program, making Child and Youth worker a three-year program, and just furthered my education, working with students with exceptionalities and helping them stay on track, um, stay in their class, work through stuff by showing it in a different way the teacher was showing it, stuff like that. So I chose that because in high school, I was someone who would always help the kids who were having a harder time following lessons by the teacher. I would re-explain stuff naturally, so it felt like a good fit. I actually didn't know these careers even existed until I went to my guidance counselor and I told him that I didn't want to be an early childhood educator. I just knew that I wanted to help the children who were having a harder time, not the children who were seemingly doing a okay and they were right on track. I wanted the ones who are having difficulties who I need to explain things to, and all that fun stuff. So now to get into some of my favorite things, some of my guilty pleasures that you wouldn't know unless I tell you. I'm making the point to tell you now so we can start to get to know each other. Because how fun is that? I often find that even with close friends, I don't even know some of this stuff. And we've been best friends for so long. And I couldn't tell you their favorite color. I couldn't tell you Something weird and quirky about them. So I thought it would be fun just to tell you this stuff, just to kind of get it out of the way, get this introduction rolling. If there's anything I forgot about or anything you want to know about me, make sure you let me know. Um, This stuff is pretty much an open book for me. I have no problem disclosing my favorite stuff, my favorite songs, fun, random facts like that. So the first fact would be that I can play seven musical instruments. I was in a marching band from the ages of 9 to 18. Uh, My main instrument there was the tenor saxophone however I started learning clarinet before that then in high school I moved on to kind of finding different things to play around with and learn how to play so eventually I picked up the trombone and I picked up the trumpet nothing too serious with those just kind of fiddled around with them And then I started picking up flute because I heard that it is very similar to the saxophone in the fact that the way you play the notes on the saxophone is the same way that you play them on the flute. So I took one and started playing around with it and figured out how to play some songs, which was super fun. And in high school, I was in the jazz band and the classic band for... I want to say it was either two or three of the years that I was there. And I was there for five years because when I was in school, we had this thing called a victory lap. So if you didn't know what you were going to go to in college or university, or you didn't have some of the credits, that was your time to make that up. I went back to improve my English mark because I knew I was going to college. So I ended up going back to take college English. That way, I could get early acceptance into all the programs that I applied to, and it worked in my favor because I got early acceptance to the three colleges. In high school, I was also pretty much a drama nerd. I was in my high school's production of High School Musical, and a little funny story behind that, I was the third Miss Derbis. So I was originally... Going to play Martha Cox, who she is the book nerd, the study smart girl who loved to pop and lock and jam. And they wanted to know if that was even illegal because she had to stick to her status quo. But I'm not going to lie. I loved drama. I did really well in my drama classes. So when the teacher saw that I wanted to be Martha, she has such a small part that my teacher was kind of surprised that I didn't want a bigger role. So when the two girls that played Miss Darbus had both quit, so one started to learn her lines, realized she was too busy, wanted to quit, she quit. The other girl uh, she studied her lines, realized that it was a lot. And I think she just kind of like got stage fright. She ended up quitting. So they turned to me and they asked me if I would give up the role of Martha because it's such a small part to play with service. And I agreed. So I started studying the lines right away and had them pretty well. I'm not going to lie. I had them pretty quickly considering I had a substantial amount of time less than the other two also a little fun I say fun very loosely in this story little tidbit is that the lights going from the drama room at my high school down to the stage were like pitch black not even a speck of light because mind you there's no windows if there was windows that would make the stage lights look very off and wonky so it's just these two flights of stairs they're pretty small flights are kind of like half flights, I guess. And the teacher told us to go down them and no one wanted to go because again, it is pitch black. I cannot emphasize enough how dark these stairs were. So being a bunch of high school kids, they were like, oh, Rebecca, you can just go first. So I go first. I lose my footing. I fall down the stairs headfirst. Mind you, I'm also a very, very clumsy person and everybody knew it. It was a well-known fact about me. So then the kid that's directly behind me starts going and he's just like, oh my gosh, she fell. I don't know what to do. He starts freaking out. The entire cast thinks that he's the one who tripped me when in reality it was because it was so black and I literally could not see where my foot was going. I tried passing the first step and got to the second step, lost my footing and tumbled down both flights of stairs. I think my ankle was either fractured or like severely, severely twisted and had massive bruises all over. My head got hit against the wall, but nothing really came of that. And then... When we were in rehearsals, the music teacher... So there was two teachers working on this. It was the music teacher, obviously for the band, and the drama teacher, who was obviously for the cast. But they would often partner up so that the band would know cues from the cast and choose there to observe us, et cetera, et cetera, all that fun stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. So the music teacher wanted me to dance at least the last number, which is we're all in this together. And she wanted me to do other numbers too. Mind you, my ankle by this time is like swollen, bruised, the size of at least two or three. And the music teacher just kind of said, I don't care. This is what you're here for. The drama teacher and her had a little spiff about it. And I ended up not dancing, but kind of just doing some quote-unquote Darbus-like things. If you've seen the movie franchise, you'll know what Darbus-type things means. She's a very quirky character and just hilarious. And I had so much fun playing her. It was such a fun time. That's what really sparked my love of all things acting, especially musical theater. I absolutely adore the work that goes into musical theater, which is another, I guess, fun fact. I absolutely love, love, love musicals. I wish I could be in every single one. I absolutely adore Hamilton, Rent is my absolute top just because it has a personal connection with me. I love even like super cheesy ones. Like I really do adore the High School Musical franchise. I liked Camp Rock. Um, I love Mamma Mia. I love Cats was like, okay. I've never actually seen Cats in the movie. Hot Topic. I liked, but I didn't love. It was okay. Hairspray is also one of my absolute top musicals. And a little fun fact about that, my mom actually knows the guy who played the bum on the barroom stool. He's a pretty big actor up north in Ontario. And he's been on like, kid shows like Poco Dot Door and a couple shows that I've watched while growing up. So I thought that was pretty neat. So going from musicals Mm -hmm. Into TV shows. My favorite TV show, just for the cattiness alone, is RuPaul's Drag Race. The Queens are absolutely talented. I have binge watched every season multiple times. I quote it non stop. It is my favorite thing to quote, especially when the other person doesn't know it's a Drag Race quote, so they can't really get in on the joke. Hilarious. I love going to drag shows and they're in my area. I absolutely love to support not only the international queens, but the local queens as well. I love just seeing their work and seeing them have fun and seeing them just throw a good time and have a party. It's just an area where everyone is accepted, no matter your size, your skin color your shape, who you love, what you love. Everyone is just there for the same thing and that's just to have a good time and that's what I'm all about. I also love some of the like quote unquote trash TV. I really love Love Island and Temptation Island. Those are the two. Oh, X on the Beach. Those are like the three that I watch on a like Saturday night before bed. Just the trashiest of tv and honestly as long as it's not my drama it's fair game they signed up to be on the show and it's for my viewing pleasure and i just find it some of the episodes are hilarious some of the little like fights and stuff hilarious and it makes me even more thankful for the life that i have because i don't have that extra drama of being on this reality tv show I also do really like uh, Food Network. I like learning the different recipes and especially competition shows. I think those are really cool because I know I would, being my clumsy self, as I have disclosed before, probably, let's just say it's more than the food getting chopped, unchopped. It would probably also be a finger. My favorite past TV show that doesn't exist anymore. I really loved Summerland. It had an all-star cast that really grew up to be really big now. Like I don't know if anyone really remembers, but there was Zach Efron in it, Jesse McCartney was in it, Kate Hannah Baker was in it, Lori Lachlan was in it, so that was huge to see Aunt Becky back. And basically the synopsis is that Jesse McCartney's character and Kay Panabeger's character were siblings. Something happened to their parents. I don't exactly remember what, but Lori Lachlan played their aunt and she had custody of them after this incident or this accident happened to their parents. So now they go from living city life to living on the beach and learning about all that fun Cali stuff I don't know I just really liked it it was just really good storylines for my like grade 8 grade 9 self that I just really enjoyed and that was really where I first saw Zac Efron so this franchise not franchise but series started before High School Musical so when all the girls my age were raving about Troy Bolton I was still like oh yeah That's the guy from Summerland that was super cute. Also, if you're my age, you can relate to this. There was a whole, I guess you can call it argument very loosely about which was best. like One Tree Hill, The O.C., and Laguna Beach. And I was absolutely a One Tree Hill girl. I have all the seasons. Absolutely adore Chad Michael Murray. I always wanted to find my own Lucas Scott, who was both the basketball player, but also deep and dark and moody and hated the world as much as I did. Super emo. I know I get it, but that's what it was. And I still rewatch all those seasons and still laugh hysterically every time they try to like kill Dan, who is this terrible father off But he always comes back to life until the time he doesn't, which is like 10 times after trying. It's absolutely ridiculous, but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Just the whole love triangle between Brooke and Peyton and Lucas and then throw in Nathan there and the brother rivalry between him and Lucas because Lucas just pops into his life basically out of nowhere. And it's just like, hey, sup? I'm your brother and just the storylines of the basketball and the parties and all the trouble that they get into that at the time I kind of wished I could get into because I was such a goody two-shoe especially in like high school and even college I never really stirred any trouble up or got into anything and it was just kind of like nice to live vicariously through these characters. Even though I knew full well that they were just characters and these weren't real stories, they were just plot lines. I also, although now controversial, really did love Glee when it was in its prime. I really liked the music and the storylines. Even though rewatching them now, they would never get airtime because some of the things that they like say and do and sing in different time periods just isn't appropriate anymore. And I'm not even sure if it was appropriate then. (laughs) But one example that really stands out is when Quinn Fabre is in a car accident and now she has to be in a wheelchair because she has temporary paralysis in her legs. So she can't stand and she can't walk, but it's a goal that she's working towards with the help of some of the students. Anyways, her and Artie sing I'm Still Dancing by Elton John while rolling around in their wheelchairs, and it's just hilarious, and the irony, something like that would not be able to be played on television in these times, so it's kind of just hilarious to me that they're singing I'm Still Standing. Well, very clearly, not standing, but rolling around in their wheelchairs. I've even watched interviews of Kevin McHale saying, I don't know what they were thinking, telling us that we could do this, but I'm sorry for everybody in wheelchairs. And it was just a poor point on the producer's part, but just really entertaining and really fun to watch. It was just such a fun show. And then of course when Corey Monteith sadly passed away, that episode is like still hard to watch. And that's what I always explain is that it's not just a character that is died off of an episode. It's actually the actor. It was actually Cory Monteith. So that was really hard for me. That was probably the first celebrity death that's really struck me. I also love rewatching shows that I couldn't appreciate because I was more than likely too young to really understand them or get them. So I love rewatching like Full House. Lately, I've been rewatching Blossom, which I've really, really loved and enjoyed. And of course, I've already binge watched Golden Girls a few times. And- it's come out on Amazon Prime and honestly those are like my favorite nights is just laughing at the good old comedy before it got to today's standards it was just so so good back when those shows were filmed in my opinion and now being an adult I absolutely relate to the Golden Girls and especially B. Arthur she is such an icon And the fact that Betty White is still alive, and not just alive, but like alive and thriving, is something that I really want for myself I really admire that woman she has seen just so much in her days and she just spreads so much love and light and joy it's hard to not look up to her as the icon she is so the next show I'm going to talk about is obviously friends and my love for it I was too young when it first aired to truly appreciate the beauty that is friends and the comedy of it as I grew older and obviously it was streaming on different places Platforms. I watched every single episode multiple times. It just brings me happiness when I'm having a rough day. Friends is honestly my go to just for a good laugh. It's just good, wholesome entertainment. And some of the quotes are just my favorite things ever. My favorite character, honestly, is. I probably relate to Rachel the most and not because of the credit card aspect, but she worked in a coffee shop. She was always the one who kind of needed advice and guidance the most, in my opinion. And that's just also how I feel and just how she was looking so hard to find love until it was right in front of her is something I also just really relate to and kind of want to find someday for myself. So, without getting too into it, she's my absolute favorite. But also, Chandler is just hilarious and he really makes friends the comedy icon that it is. It seems like I'm saying icon a lot, but I feel like especially friends and Golden Girls are just so relatable. And honestly, I can't think of a better word than iconic. They just both really show what I strive for in a friends group. Someone who can make me laugh on my down days, someone who's always going to be there to cheer me up, and someone that I can also be there for them to help them when they're in rough spots as well. And of course in my mug collection I have a couple of friends mugs which I will absolutely be sharing, but I also have friends puzzle books and keychains and a bunch of magnets that are actually on my freezer there's some pretty quotable things there like there's the classic how you doin the lobster i even have my notebook for this podcast is a friend's notebook that my friend bought me so that's pretty awesome also little fun facts i have a golden girls magnet set a bob ross bobblehead that comes with a side book of all his not all of his but some of his most famous paintings and i also just got a nightmare before christmas magnet set because that is absolutely one of my favorite tim burton movies Tim Burton is one of my absolute favorite directors. I almost made it a point to collect his movies and his works of art. I absolutely adore everything that has gone behind The Nightmare Before Christmas and the same style of movies like Coraline stuff. I collect stuff from Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just something that, again, really just makes me happy, which is what this whole podcast experience is all about. Just spreading my joy and love for all these things in life. Back to movies. I also love 80s movies. The cheesier, the better. I kind of made it a point to collect them. Like I like watching Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and just, I really love Molly Ringwald. I literally have bins of movies. I have a big tote. I still have all my Disney VHS's, even though I do have Disney Plus, so maybe I'll be getting rid of those soon. I'm not even sure. I just know that they bring me comfort and some of these movies are just classics and who doesn't appreciate a good classic? Maybe that's actually a word I should be using instead of icon (laughs) is classic because icon just started sounding funny to me. So next is pretty self-explanatory. Next is just the fact that my favorite color is purple. I absolutely love all shades of purple. Actually, in my last house that I lived in before moving to where I am now, right before I moved, right before knowing I was moving, because moving was a very quick process. I actually painted my bedroom this like super dark kind of like plummy shade of purple, which I really liked. But my favorite shade that just brings me calm is lavender, the classic lavender. And just another little fun fact, if you also love purple, there is a whole entire store of anything you can imagine, all purple purple. It's literally called the purple store. I've checked it out and I love everything. I honestly just want to deck out my entire house from that store. The next little fun fact I thought about was my favorite food point blank period. It's sushi. If anyone asks me to go out with like for sushi, my answer will never ever be no. Answer will always be yes. Sushi just makes me happy. There's just something about it where you just feel a little bougie, and sometimes you just need that. But with that being said, I also love poutine, a good burger, I love tacos, basically anything delicious. I'm definitely a foodie, as I've said before, I watch Food Network so many times. I'm always learning new stuff and how to prepare food new ways. And it's just been really something that I've been able to explore since I started doing the main cooking of the house. Basically, quick story, in early 2020, my mom had a pretty bad stroke. And so since that, she can't stand for long periods of time to cook dinner. She helps me with it, but I have to do the cooking now, which has definitely been an experience to say the least. But I love learning about it. And I love just exploring the kitchen and experimenting and just trying to make delicious food, even though sometimes it's not so delicious. My mom is a pretty good sport about it. And she'll tell me that it's delicious, even when I know it's not. Now getting into music, I honestly miss concerts so, so, so much. I cannot emphasize this enough. Concerts were my entertainment of choice before this whole global pandemic deal. So off the top of my head, a few concerts that I've been to that I have absolutely loved in no particular order. uh, Carrie Underwood, she was fantastic. One of the best concerts. Goo Goo Dolls with Philip Phillips, honestly, is the best concert I have ever been to. The atmosphere, the vibe, the music, the drinks. It was just magical. That's honestly the word I would use. I have also seen Demi Lovato a couple of times, and they were absolutely fantastic. Mind you, some of their songs also hit extremely close to home with some of the things I have dealt with in my personal life. So it was just An amazing adventure to watch them sing those songs that have affected me so greatly live and in person. I also love going to concerts for my birthday. Usually around my birthday, there is someone playing locally at some sort of concert or event. So I have been able to see both Simple Plan, Down with Webster, and Mariana's Trench on my birthday on separate occasions, which is pretty cool. So symbol plan actually said happy birthday. And I was pretty up close. It was in like a bowl. So everybody was standing and you were able to basically get as close to the stage as you wanted, which was really cool. Another really cool encounter I've had with symbol plan was the drummer Chuck, after a meet and greet, came up and bought me a drink after a story I told them. And I'll actually get into that story more in a later podcast because it is a super sweet one. As for my birthday with Mariana's Trench and Down With Webster, Down With Webster was actually opening for Mariana's Trench. Didn't know it, but I share a birthday with the drummer of Down With Webster. So they did a Harlem Shake for him meaning them as in Mariana's Trench and down with Webster, Josh Ramsey, the lead singer of Mariana's Trench, comes up to the microphone and says, Hey, I saw someone out there with a birthday sign. Let's also do a Harlem shake for them. So for my birthday that year, I got a Harlem shake from Down with Webster and Mariana's Trench. And then Josh Ramsey in his concerts does this little bit where he runs through the crowd and he actually hugged me and said happy birthday, which was super awesome, super sweet, and definitely a moment I'll never forget. Now I thought I would just kind of get into why I chose the title Sunshine and Coffee. I'm not sure if you can tell yet or not by the times I've said it makes me happy or it makes me calm, but that is the whole purpose of this podcast is just to share positivity and warmth and happiness and all those good feelings out to a wider audience. I feel like I have so much to say and so much love and joy to spread. And now it's just the time to do it. The world is in absolute shambles and we just need something to listen to, to take us back to what matters and a little escape, if you will. So I chose sunshine because it gives you that vitamin D, which is what makes you happy. The color yellow also will introduce these happy emotions within you. And I love sunflowers. So it's just one great way of kind of putting them all together. And then of course, coffee. Coffee and I go way back. I used to work at a little coffee shop franchise known as Tim Hortons for 10 years. So it's been a pretty significant part of my life. I also collect mugs. So I kind of figured what better way to show those off and post a mug of the month, which is going to start happening. So obviously this month, it's my friend Central Perk mug. And if you want to see a picture of it, it's going to be up on my Instagram, which is at sunshine.and.coffee.com. Podcast. You can also interact with me and post your mugs using the hashtag Sunshine and Coffee Podcast. I'll be making sure to check the hashtag on a regular basis and see what you guys can show me. I want to see those mugs. I also am going to talk about what I love this month. So it'll just be random things. It won't always be the same thing. It'll maybe be songs or something I found or something I already have, maybe haven't used yet. So for this month, I actually love my little letter box, which I will be posting on my Instagram. Follow me there for honestly everything. I also love my little bells that I get to look at every single day. I have three of them, and I think I've posted a picture of those before, or they're in a video. So go ahead and give that a a like, and a view. And my favorite song this month, this is probably something I'm going to do every month as a favorite song, just because music resonates with me so deeply. So this month is an oldie but a goodie. It is Beside You by Mariana's Trench. If you haven't listened to it, or maybe you haven't listened to it in a while, maybe go back and revisit it. It has just really resonated with me this month since I've been going just through a lot, especially in the past week, which I'm sure I will dive into further in another podcast. So without further ado, I'm also going to close each monthly podcast out with a feel good story. I really want to focus on these stories that are in Canada just because that's where I'm from and that's where my focus is going to be. But of course, if you have any stories from anywhere in the world, I will absolutely check them out. Just send them my way to my Instagram, which again is sunshine.and.com coffee.podcast on Instagram. My DMs will always be open. So this month's story is about Ethan Bear. He is 23 and he plays on the Edmonton Oilers. He made a video calling out abuse after his team was forced out of the playoffs. Lots of fans of the Oilers messaged him and basically said that it was all his fault why they were out of the playoffs, that everything was was because of him. So this was a huge burden that landed on his shoulders. So in the video, Ethan Baer is quoted saying, I'm here to stand up to this behavior, to these comments. I'm proud of where I come from. I'm proud to be from Ochapaua's First Nation, and I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing this for all people of color. I'm doing this for the next generation, to help make change, to love one another, to support one another, to be kind to each other. There is no place for racism in our communities, in sports, or in our workplace. And it's honestly so true. If you look back on the history of Canada, there has been so much racism, especially towards First Nations peoples and people of color especially in sports like hockey. These racial slurs and abuse go back for generations of First Nations people and it's really heartbreaking to see that even in our own community there can be so much hate which once again is why I'm starting this podcast. There should never be that much hate even from a young age this is something I was absolutely passionate about so I'm really proud of Ethan Bear for standing up and finally taking the stand especially having such a high title as he does for playing for the Edmonton Oilers his voice matters his voice can make a change his voice can also help others raise theirs in alliance with him so I really think we're going to start to see a shift And I'm really excited for that. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this first podcast. It's honestly only up from here. And I'm so, so, so excited to continue this journey with you. So once again, my name is Rebecca. Thank you for tuning in to Sunshine and Coffee. And I can't wait to talk to you again next month. Until next time. Bye.